I am uh, I am here today on another episode of the intersection, but this time with a special interesting guest, Solo Cello. Yeah. A recording artist, actor, a general creative and business person. I'm gonna give you this little intro really quick. Thank you. Within the past year, Solo's listening audience has skyrocketed from what it was before. Even though he's been making music seriously for like eight, nine years at this point. Mm. That's not even counting the just playing around making music. It's like over 10 years. Mm. And you just literally went from like a few tens of thousands of streams to over like four or five million streams at this point and 195,000 monthly Spotify listeners. Yeah. I checked today. <laughs> All in the past year or so. So Cello is also one of my closest friends since literally like six years old. So oh boy. It's just this My is just brother. like the literal definition of a quote unquote day one. Yeah. Um and we're all a part of this collective called Exit the Premises. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even have to do the Nardwar research because it's just in my head. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. That was a crazy uh intro. So you've lived your whole life in Chicago and now mm -hmm. you're moving to LA because you know it will be better for your music career. Like yeah. what is it, what does it feel like living your whole life here and all that? Um well, I mean, like, my dad has said this a ton of times, um, but he's just like, like, Chicago's a great city to be from. Like, you see the highs and lows, you see, like, the rich, you see the poor, you see the fake, you see the real, like, you see it all. Like, there's so many layers to the city, like, different neighborhoods, different cultures, different people. So, it's an amazing city to be from, because at the end of the day, the industries, at least um, with, like, the music and film, like, they're going to be found elsewhere. Um, so you just take all the experiences that you that you learn from growing up here and you just apply that in the business. So yeah, I mean what's it like growing up here? It's crazy. <laughs> like you see you see every every side of it. I remember you a while ago being like specifically frustrated though about Chicago like mm -hmm. man there's not a lot going on here. Mm. People not really like putting you on like that. Like I gotta, mm. I gotta get out of here. How do you feel about the whole like Chicago music scene in general? Like, yeah, I mean, like I feel like Chicago has probably like the most talented people mm. like in the country. Like for sure, good to be from. Yeah, like for sure, the most talented producers, like most talented writers, dancers, like. So, creative minds just creative directors like people that that have the concept and then they like you know delegate the the creative process out like there's so many people that are from here that are doing different things fashion designers dancers actors everything but i mean you got to get out and go to where the rest of the world is you know what i mean oh, yeah. and show that show the culture now i do believe though that like it's growing here so rapidly that we will be like in la very soon i do feel like that's on the way. Other very like notable people have been saying that too. Yeah, so. I feel it coming. Give it like five or like. Say like five years. Yeah, like a solid fiver. And all we really need is like you know a label to come out here and start making some noise and like maybe a, a production studio, you know, to have like a a show that's doing really well, and just I don't know get get back in the pop scene. Yeah. You've said for a while that. You were making music based on what you thought was going to blow up mm -hmm. off the artists you were a fan of yeah. because you were just like trying to blow up. Mm -hmm. And then you started making music that was authentic to you. So walk us through that like kind of journey. Yeah, I mean like I came into rap really late 
like um i mean you know my dad like we were listening to like motown and stuff and mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like michael jackson and like my mom was listening to like nirvana and, and metallica and shit so it's like i wasn't really raised on rap so i i got introduced to it late but like through school and stuff so i was like hearing everything like hella organically like word of mouth you know like I remember when I first heard of Uzi, I was like at baseball practice and someone was like, yeah, I'm going to an Uzi show. I'm like, who the fuck is Uzi? They're like, bro, you don't know who Lil Uzi is? I'm like, Lil Uzi? Like, <laughs> and now he's like one of the goats, like paved the way, changed sound, changed the sound forever. Like, so yeah, I think like because I came into it very late, like I was very, I was a super fan of it. Like I was so baffled at like, the music like uzi blew my mind drake blew my mind like speaker knockers like when we were in middle school that Start blew my that, mind that like like ugly. in my mind and since my mind is blown i'm like okay like this is how you go crazy like you got to sound like this that's not really the right approach but i did i was able to kind of learn how to make songs through that um and about like two years ago i kind of you know obviously pandemic and everything like Everyone had a lot of time to like kind of just be to themselves. And I realized like I have to I have to come at it a different way if I really want this shit. Otherwise I'm just gonna keep making songs and dropping them to nobody. So yeah, I took a step back. I wasn't really making music anymore. I was doing like a lot of engineering and writing stuff. I even started making beats. Just trying to like think of things differently. And um got back in tune with with, with Sean and we were just like, let's go, let's let's try to make some real unique shit and then now we're here it's talking about like making beats and engineering for a minute you did that like out of your crib yeah and you would engineer for people yeah would you just invite like random strangers into your crib and you like usually there were people that i knew or people that like mutuals like they mm -hmm. knew somebody that i knew so it was like word of mouth i that was an interesting time um i feel very blessed to like have a, a family that was supportive of that because mm. uh, I could tell like I don't think I would allow that to happen you like, don't I don't, think, I don't think I would let my kid do that <laughs> in his bedroom like maybe if we had like a a studio in the house maybe yeah but so so I, I feel very blessed and kind of like talking about it out loud is kind of blowing my mind like <laughs> why did they let me do that <laughs> but um yeah no I like um yeah started in the bedroom recording people um that's I started getting really good at like understanding that everyone sounds differently and you have to kind of start every song even if I'm recording one artist two songs might sound completely different and like approaching it mixing wise um you kind of have to start from zero every time but like getting used to that and like training my ear and obviously I was in college for audio production so like really listening to different genres and, and training my ear that that helped a lot for my music mm. yeah Tell us about Exit the Premises. Yeah. What is ETP? What is what is Exit the Premises? Like conceptually or physically or both? Or like both. Um, well, physically, literally, ETP is an artist collective that we started in like 2016. Um, Sean over there who's behind the yeah, camera. Yeah, shout out Sean. Shout out Sean. Our manager. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we started in 2016. Um, yeah, I just remember like... Uh, me like we were making YouTube content like gaming content and kind of We always knew we wanted to do something outside of like a regular job, but we didn't know what so yeah The YouTube content started content started and then we made that music video the 
Dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? The, no. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song. The everybody be ready. Whatever. Anyway, it was a it was a super duper gaming music video. Like oh. it was the channel trailer. Yeah, yeah the channel trailer. Oh, I remember what you're yeah, talking about. And yeah, that was like yeah, the yeah. first time we all kind of like sat down, made a song, shot a video, and put it out. And like it didn't go viral nice. or anything, but like since we all went to different schools, like there were people that like talked about it. And I mm. think since then we kind of got addicted to the feeling of like putting stuff out and getting a response from people. Yeah, um, basically that really planted the seed. Um, so yeah, fast forward and we all start making music and then we, we like put a name on the, on the friend group essentially, which is ETP. Um, so yeah, that sounds like that's, uh, exit the premises and it's kind of just about, um, like the people who know that they don't belong in like the regular model of like what it means to live, like exiting the premises, exiting the matrix, exiting the, the kind of system not in like a super dramatic way, but just in the way of like, we know that there's more um, things to explore. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and we use, like the, we use the the ETP alien as the mascot. ETP alien as the mascot. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> raw. It's just like a group of people who support yeah. each other. It's, a, it's always been meant to be like a... Like a chosen family. Yeah, so. like a chosen family, like an adoptive family, rather than like... Uh, rap group like amigos yeah. or something yeah tell us about um chicago quest minds on a mission <laughs> why <laughs> why <laughs> uh, yes, the interview i just did in here we yeah. had uh hey sunny we had roderick crazy so we talked about cq for a minute in the interview that's insane yeah no i mean yeah cq is a uh like i don't want to call it like an experimental school it was it, it was it was pretty like they were trying to do something different try to do education in a different way so it was like um, middle school and then they opened up a high school and they were trying to uh, teach more through like technology and gaming and like more interactive more like uh, engaging ways but it just ended up not really like sticking around super long but I had a great time we, yeah it was know, we fun. had a great, yeah, it, it was, was super fun, fun yeah um, yeah that's crazy and there's a there's a lot of people that are in entertainment now like Marty yeah yeah dude Marty's like lit and he does a ton of like events and stuff, and then obviously Sunny, um, Sunny Manny, yeah, Shandra, yeah, Manny Cam, yeah, Shandra. That's that's so insane. Ugh. I wonder what that is. It was something in the water, sure. You've you've done a lot of like acting over the years. Mm -hmm. So tell us about. Uh, and you're like a big fan of certain like actors or fictional characters and yeah. the movie scene. Mm -hmm. Your parents have like a film background, and so tell us about your relationship to uh, movies and being an actor and stuff like that. Um. Yeah. I mean, where where should I start? I mean, I think like, like you said, my parents had a big film background, so we weren't like I like, we weren't listening to a lot of music in the house. We were watching a lot of movies, mm. um, watching a lot of shows, watching a lot of just video content old films whatever um and i kind of started to fall in love with like storytelling like as a concept um i think that's why also like the music has evolved in such a way because we kind of embrace the storytelling aspect of certain things and like really painting a picture like picking an emotion like this this guitar sounds sad so we need to pick a sad topic and like stick to it and, like you know the songwriting has evolved in that way so going back to film it's like i feel like that's it played a large role in in the the creative process now just because it's it's like one of the most pure forms of telling a story um so i started acting when i was like a kid 
10, 11, and I did uh, a lot of stuff with Looking Glass, the theater company. I remember Looking Glass. Yeah, it was super fun. Like, we did a lot of stuff, like, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, and, like, Peter Pan, and, like, stuff like that, right? And, but as we got older, so I did it for a couple years, as we got older, like, they started, people started getting more, like, theatrical. Like, you know, like, the theater person, hmm. kind of, like, just, <laughs> yeah, like, like very, <laughs> like, not loud, but very, like, outgoing and expressive, and, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and that wasn't me, like, I, I make music and I make content, but I'm very much, like, cool with just being in the crib all day, mm-hmm. and, like, not screaming. <laughs> so, like, I started to feel like, you know, if that's what you have to be to be an actor, I respect it, but I can't do it, so I stopped for, like, a long time, and this is, like, mm-hmm. you know... 14, 15 year old me, um, kind of thinking that. And then I circled back to it years and years later after realizing, like, you know, TV and film actors are way more chill. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Way more chill. And they do a lot of other stuff. And there's people that are rappers and actors, and people that are actors and also own a company and also do this. Like, and so that was very inspiring. Um, so, yeah, I got back into acting in around 2020. Um, and yeah, I got my, my first, um, on-screen acting job, like October, 2020. It was, uh, Chicago PD. That was really dope. Hey, yeah. that's crazy. What, what, what was your role in Chicago PD? I played teenager. A teenager? <laughs> and basically, um, I'm in, uh, man, I think the episode's called like chasing ghosts or seeing ghosts or something. It's like season seven, episode one. And, like, the tone of it is very much, like, the people don't like the cops. It was very much, like, fuck the police type of vibe. And the police kind of reacting to that and being like, oh, like, I'm just trying to do my job. You know what I mean? It was very, you know, <laughs> that was the tone, right? <laughs> so something happened where, like, there's a, a you know, a crime and they're um, investigating and they're interviewing people in the neighborhood. And everyone's like, man, get out of here. I don't want to answer no questions, whatever, Right. And so one of the police officers, the detective, um, crosses the street and sees me in a window drinking like a a beer or like a pop or something. And he starts asking me questions and I look at him kind of crazy. And then um, he's like, come on, man, just answer the questions. And I say, "Um, are you thirsty? He's like, what? I'm like, are you thirsty? And then I throw the the bottle at him and close the window. And it's this whole thing where he tries to come arrest me and his partner comes and and she's like, you know, not here. And everyone starts recording. It's like this crazy thing, right? So I shoot that and I'm like so overwhelmed, right? Because there's like 400 people behind the camera and like it's a full like set. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And everyone's moving like this. Like film, it moves, but it moves patiently. Like TV is like this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because they're shooting and cutting and the show comes out tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Type shit. So they're moving like this. And... uh I can't wait to see the show. I sit down on the couch. I'm like, bet, like, I'm so excited. Like, my very first role. The scene comes in. I see the guy start asking me questions. And then they cut my lines and I just throw the bottle in and then they. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. true. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, yeah, but hey, that's, that's, that's Hollywood. I get it. it. Is, I yeah. get it. So I remember oh, you dropped the solo, solo project in 2018. Yeah. And you made a music video uh, to good. Yeah. And to try and like make the video like possibly blow up more, you got a tattoo of good yeah. on your calf. <laughs> why did you <laughs> why, why, why did you decide to get good 
this was this was done specifically for a music video, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> so what what was the what was the thought process about <laughs> What was going through your fucking head when you did that shit? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That stupid ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just wanted, I just really wanted people to know that I was serious. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, what's the like most visually impactful way that I can just show people that I'm really trying to make this happen? Like, it's not like a side thing or a hobby or like I'm interested or I'm trying it out, you know? And so I was like, fuck it, I'm just get a tattoo. You know what I mean? And I, I remember like, some people like swiping up on my story being like, you know, is this fake? Or like, please tell me this is fake or like shit like that. And it's like, I don't, I don't think those are like negative comments because it, it is pretty ridiculous. Like if you think about it, but at the same time, it was very meaningful to me and it's still very meaningful. Mm -hmm. Like it's permanent. You know what I mean? If I quit today, like if I quit making music today and I'm like at the beach and someone's like, oh shit, like what's your tattoo? Like, what does it say? I'm like, it says good. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, Oh, I used to want to rap and like, you know, I got this tattoo, but nah, not anymore. That's lame. That's way more lame yeah. than getting a tattoo on my leg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of holding myself accountable like that. Um, yeah, definitely want to get some more ink. Like I, w I want to get solo tatted because I'm solo is like the song to kick it off. I think that would be really cool. And like, so I got some other. It's your ideas. name. Yeah, it's my name. Literally like it's, um, yeah, I got a couple more ideas. I want to get some more ink. Sure. Oh, you are. Oh, you are. That's definitely how I feel about this hand tattoo. This shit could have been designed way more, yeah. better, but, and I got a lot of, you know, people like, bruh, why? But it's still meaningful to me. It's meaningful to you. That's what tattoos are supposed to be, you know? Like, you could get, could get some cool shit, like, oh, I got Bart Simpson smoking a blunt, but, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do, like, go crazy. But, you know, I feel like tattoos, like, inherently should mean something. Mm -hmm. Um... And so, yeah, I feel like if it means something, then it, it's good. So I could cut this one out, but <laughs> you've been offered, <laughs> you've been offered different deals throughout the years, uh -huh. like here and there. And uh, but this one time, it was like Pharaoh Records or something. I walked with you to to get the contract from Last King Kobe. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? <laughs> and what about it, bro? The last King Kobe thing, I think we were just too young to like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. be really taking that stuff serious. I think there was a lot of creative work that needed to be done and and more development. Um, so that's that's all that was. But I think like for for the other like labels and things, you know, I feel super blessed to have these conversations and these opportunities um, come my way. Um, I just feel like. You know, we are really interested in working with like the right people. And it's sort of like it's sort of like dating or like, mm -hmm. you know, um, courting or whatever you want to call it. Like you you're trying to see who is going to be like. A, a life partner, because that's really what a, a label is. I mean, especially with an artist's career, like look at the most look at the artists with the most longevity. Like, they all have been at their label for a long time and they collaborate for multiple mm. albums for multiple years, sometimes decades, right? Like, Elvis is still on RCA. Now, obviously, Elvis has passed away, but, like, that's how long these labels, you know, keep the music and push the music. They just did the movie. I mean, this is years and years and years and years later. 
So um, you really have to pick the the right life partner. Um, and so that's one of those things that, like I said, super blessed to be having all these conversations, super grateful. And we're just going to keep keep having them until it makes sense. You've done a lot of shows over the past six years. Mm-hmm. And like stuff, even shows that I was at the shows or performing at the shows. Mm-hmm. And we did all the, had this early stage where we perform in like basement shows and all these, yeah, yeah. Uh, all these random shows. People like dying in the bathroom because they drank too much or popped some pill, like these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, some um, really hot shit. You don't do free shows anymore, pretty much. Um, pretty much. I mean, I, I'm huge on like jumping on opportunities. You know, if if somebody, you know, a, a big artist was on tour and they said, "Come out and do United Center tonight," like I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll do that for mm-hmm. free. Like that's a huge opportunity, and and I'm not gonna pass that up for an ego, um, because I just think that gets in the way of a lot. I think a lot of artists may have egos mm-hmm. that may be blocking some of their blessings. Um, so we try we try to you know jump on every single opportunity. Now, obviously, if something is, you know, comes across comes our way and it's doesn't really make sense to do it for free, it would you know cost too much to get out there. It's like in another country or something, you know, like um, we have to have that conversation but for the most part you know i'm open to doing anything so what what kind of style are you moving towards because i know you said you want to make music that's as relatable to people as possible you're trying to make music that's as unique as possible as different as possible yeah you've been entertaining some rock and pop and r&b vibes whereas you used to just basically be rapping so uh-huh. like where what's next what's next um man i mean i don't know like I creatively, I I don't know. I I take it day by day, and I I'm inspired by random things. I'm inspired by movies. I'm inspired by life experiences. I'm inspired by stories that people tell me. Whatever. So, you know, I'm not sure. I I know at at its core, I want to make sure that I'm telling a story, that I'm painting a picture that people can connect to, that I'm you know. Um, making art that that appeals to people's emotions and then they can they can relate to it or they can connect to it or they can use it as inspiration for something else i'm at its core i wanted to accomplish that but sonically and like specifically i'm not sure and i'm kind of like taking it as it goes exactly and i'm excited for that you know i think sometimes not having a plan is a little nerve-wracking but i think creatively like leaving it 100 percent organic is always the best way you know, but right now, you know, we're pushing the the EP, we're pushing the project, and you know, focusing on that. Still making new music though, but finding new things to be inspired by. I think that's like what's next right now. Looking forward to it. What's next? Tell us about uh, William H. Ray Elementary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is William H. Ray Elementary? Yeah, William H. Ray uh, Ray School is a it's a elementary school we went to. In High Park. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Ray. I started the the talent show there. Really? Yeah, that talent show. Mm-hmm. Like the the I first one that they did was in fourth grade and that was like I still remember you had that white a suit on. You said ain't no sunshine. That was fifth grade. And, she, and oh, that was nice. like the first time I really got a good reaction at a performance. They were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Uh, tell us about uh, going to South by Southwest in 2017 and going to <laughs> perform with ASAP Rocky. Wait, bro. I literally just 
supposed we were supposed to perform with ASAP Rocky. We yeah okay yeah that was. <laughs> <laughs> but ASAP Rocky did come in for he a did. second. No, he did, he did, which is the crazy part. And he, he walked like, out. Up, yeah, he pulled up in a Sprinter, and it was like 9 p.m. The venue's packed. We just got off stage, like probably like you know 40 minutes ago, an hour ago, and so the Sprinter truck is outside, and everyone's like, "Is that Rocky? Is that Rocky?" And so, but the you know how it is like the truck was out there for like 35 minutes before anything happened. Door slide open, and there's like 16, 20 girls that just like jump out, you know, dresses, night, you know, night fucking club clothes. And then there comes Rocky with like some raw ass Star Trek glasses, like a purple leather jacket, two girls like this walking out. And everyone's like, oh shit, tweaking out. Oh shit, there's Rocky, there's Rocky. And we were all wearing black hoodies because we had like the matching ETP mm-hmm. hoodies. And his whole security team is black, like black hoodies. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try it, like, like that up. Like I have to. It's fucking Rocky. So I do this, <laughs> and I go like this, and I literally just like shoulder my way into the big ass crowd, and I bumped into him, and I was like, oh shit, what's up, Rocky? We just performed, and I dap him up, and as soon as this happened. Security picked me up and threw me out that bitch. Dang, they actually picked you <laughs> yes. up physically. I oh, don't yeah. remember this. Oh yeah, damn. Oh yeah. Like you touched his hand and then as they... soon as <laughs> over with. Thing. <laughs> yes, mm, that damn. shit was crazy. But like, bro, he was moving like yeah, he was moving like presidential for sure. And um, once he realized that like. I don't know where he realized, but he did not perform. And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he got back in the sprinter truck with all the girls and left. <laughs> Yeah, that was a crazy... South by Southwest is nuts. Yeah, it's I don't nuts. know if it's the same anymore, but when we went, it was crazy. We ran to uh, Trill Sammy. Yeah. We ran to the Hotheads. Hmm. Unexpected like a mixtape catch up to crib if you <laughs> remix, remix is too late. late. Mm. That's and hard. then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there, you, you, you and Cam and some people, you try to go into this like show. Oh, yeah. And you went to see Lil Yachty. Like so, you went to the- so this is how... To all the young artists out there... Vet your emails. Vet the emails that you get because we essentially went to Texas because of a fake email. Damn, I didn't so, even know that. Yeah, so this was is what there. was going on. So like, call me back. Cam dropped call me back with Manny. That was going viral. I had some songs doing good on SoundCloud. Vel started dropping shit. So we had like a lot of like buzz. You know, we not a lot, but it was it was happening. There were things that were happening like algorithmically on SoundCloud. Um, Sean Cohen, who's now a part of my team, found us on there. So, and he's an he was an A and R for Electra at the time, and so um, there were things that were happening, like on the back end of stuff. And so, I assumed that when I got this email, it was legit. But what happened was this guy named Coach K, not the real one. Shout out Coach K, QC. Um, who is the, he's the CEO of QC, the label who, you know, has the Migos, Yachty, City Girls, um, reached out to me and said, yo, I love this song, uh, Chill or whatever the fuck, um, blah, 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 like, I'd love to meet you guys and talk about it. And I was tweaking. I was like, oh my God, we're on. Like, we are going to be so lit. Like, this is crazy. It's over with. It's over with, literally. So I'm emailing back and forth. We get each other's numbers. We start talking. He's like, I'm going to be at South by Southwest. You should pull up and we can meet. I'll bring you to a Yachty show. I was like, 
say less. So I'm trying to figure out how we get there. Platinum at Iridium is having a South by Southwest event and he's having a competition to see who could uh, perform there. So everybody was busy. I came by myself. I performed I Might, I performed Cam's song. I Might. And I performed Chill, and I might have performed Call Me Back. I'm not sure. But I performed Were like... Were you even I, on Call Me Back? No. I just <laughs> performed... Bro, I Might. I'm not even on I Might. Like, I performed, I performed other people's songs because I just wanted, like, everybody there. So I was uh-huh. performing other people's music. And... But what I didn't realize was you were supposed to bring people. So like this one artist had like a fat ass crowd and then I, no one was there. Mm. So I was like, damn, we lost. And I told Platinum, and this was like a couple weeks after we shut it down. Like at that show that you said, people were in the bathroom like throwing up because they were fucked up. And oh, like we got shut the, down. And yeah, and like, yeah, we did the, the basement show. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, I was like, bro, Plat, like I know the set was whack, but you saw what we can do. Like, just give us a chance. And he, you know, he gave us a chance. He gave us 15 minutes at South by. So we go to Texas. I text. I didn't even know this was the yes, story, G. I text Coach K. <laughs> Yo, we here. And he's like, bet, like, the Yachty show's tonight. He gives me all this info. And then at some point, he just stops responding. I get him on the phone and everything. He just stopped responding. Like, I, he, nothing. No emails, no text, no calls, nothing. I'm like, fuck, like. He's probably busy as hell. <laughs> the nighttime, nighttime rolls around. Now, the way South By works is like, there's so many people in the streets that there's shows everywhere. Like, every restaurant, bar has a show. Like, outside of the main festival, too. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I see Yaddy's performing at the YouTube house. I don't know if that's like their actual business or if that was just like a temporary venue, but he's performing at the YouTube house. I'm like, cool, we gotta go. Like, Coach is probably there. So we go there. I'm arguing with security. I'm like, I'm supposed to meet with Coach K. I'm yelling at them. The security comes out. They're like, get the fuck back. Like, get back. Whatever. Like, it was crazy. Like, because it's nighttime. There's like hundreds, like thousands of people in the street. People getting put on stretchers. Bro, yes. Because it's like, imagine like Coachella, but like in the street. Yeah, Yeah. Like, it was that many people just around. So it was chaos. They get the stage manager, forget her name, but... Bless her soul for real because she's literally like the whole reason this shit even turned out okay. She comes out, she's like, okay, so you have a meeting with Coach K? I was like, yeah. She was like, what number have you been contacting? I was like, this one right here. And she's like, let me see. She takes my phone and she takes out her phone and she's comparing it. I guess he has like a couple phone numbers. Mm-hmm. She's looking, 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 looking. She's like, um, this is not his number. Damn. Bro, I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we've been having a lot of trouble with like fake Coach K's and scammers and stuff. I'm, I'm really sorry. I was like, man, we, we drove all the way from Chicago for this. She was like, huh. And, and this is all you guys? And it was like me, Cam, Manny. Um, I was sitting on Josh. the curb. Oh, yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it was all you guys? I was like, yeah, and there's more of us. Like we all drove here. There was like, because we brought like a fat group. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, yeah, we, we brought like. 12 people. <laughs> like, like, or whatever amount it was. Like, like 10 seven, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, seven. no, no, because there was more people. Like, like, um, laptop was there. And, like, yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah, it was a lot. So, yeah, it was like 10 people. Like, we, we were all here for the show. And she was like, give me a second. And she left. And so we were all defeated as hell. Like, sitting on the ground. I remember the sitting on the ground. Dirty ass alley. I, I like, didn't even know what was going bro. on, though. I thought you guys were just, like, on a mission to meet. Lil Yachty and Coach K. Well, out of we your- were, but it was 
fake. And I'm just like, I feel so stupid because we came all the way out there basically for that because the show is really cool. But like we were trying to get right, signed right, and right. do a deal and like, you know, or at least show him so we can like be on his radar. Mm. And it was fake. So like 10, 15 minutes go by and we're hanging our heads. And then she comes back. She walks straight into the venue. And then Coach K comes around. The real one. And we're like, what the fuck? Stand up. And he's like, sorry, guys. We've been having a lot of trouble with the frauds and stuff. Um, but here, here's a bunch of backstage passes. I still have that shit. He gave us an artist pass. We go to the Yachty show. Crazy vibe. Um, I think Yachty got in a fight with a fan. It was like viral as hell, but we saw it live and that blew our minds. And then like he just shut that shit down because that was when he like really just came out. And uh, then we go upstairs, we talk to Coach K, and we just tell him about ETP and tell him that we've been, you know, we're hungry for this shit, and we drove from Chicago, and he really fucked with it. And then I think, like, his boy invited us to, like, a club, and and then we were like, oh, true. And then they left, and we were like, well, we're not, like, can't go to the club. <laughs> like, 17? <laughs> yeah, we're, like, all 16, 17. <laughs> we're like, true. In hindsight, we probably should have went and just tried to make it shake, but... It's all good. Everything comes. That's crazy that that's the outcome. Like, I was literally driving with you guys. All I knew was we were going to South By, and I yeah. was down. Yeah. We were going to perform. E. That's hard. I just remember You're sitting such on a the... Writer, bro. <laughs> I just I remember uh, sitting on the curb yeah. and, like, being like, what are they doing in there? Yeah. And, oh, you were there. <laughs> you were there. Sean was with me. Me and Sean were draining. Yes. Okay, so it was y'all, it was y'all two, me. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And and I think that was like our first like real industry like outing experience and like how we realized like how chaotic this shit really is behind the scenes. Mm. Um, Crazy. Yeah, because I don't I don't even I don't even really go to shows like that, so I never really knew that shows were like that fucking crazy. Like people everywhere. I didn't either. Like I was like yeah. I felt overwhelmed. I'm damn overwhelmed as hell. <laughs> like thousands of people everywhere. Like like. Come on, follow me. Ah, and there's like a, you're in a fat ass crowd and like, where's Manny? And like shit like that. Like it's crazy. Like, um, but it's hella fun. And you know, as long as you make it home safe, it's a good night. That was an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Me and Sean were draining. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so at one point you got really locked into like TikTok. Uh-huh. And at one point you were making like 10 TikToks a day. And then TikTok kind of helped boost you recently. Mm. Can you tell us about your, your TikTok journey? Yeah, well, I I started off... I don't know where to start this story. So I like I was an engineer, and I was working with like a lot of cool artists, but I was just an engineer. And through the artists I was working with, um, you know, they're bringing people to the studio. I started like slowly networking and meeting people. And I met somebody that was like in this kind of group chat full of like TikTokers and influencers. And I was like, oh, that shit, that's really dope. Like, I didn't know there was anything like that in Chicago. So I get put in the group chat and they have like, you know, they had little kickbacks and shit, like, you know, little hotel parties and like, um, you know, kickback in my crib, like hella people pull up, but it's like, they're all influencers. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm trying to get in this crowd. I saw everybody like how lit they were getting. So it inspired me to kind of just start TikTok and try to make like skits and like, just try to build a platform. So I started doing that for a couple months and like one or two videos did really well, like 300K views, you know, 200K views. Like I was like, okay, this, this is something I got to find out what my thing is. 
And then I went to LA um, to do some music stuff. And I met with Sean Cohen, who I said earlier, now he's like on the team. But at the time, he was just giving me like advice generally, like every once in a while. I would sh send him some music and he would give me some advice. Um, and he was like, bro, what, like, what's new? And I'm like, well, I'm starting TikTok and I got a couple cool viral videos. I'm just trying to grow the platform and then I'll, and then I'll do the music. And he's like, why and then? Like, just do it now. Oh, shit. Like, you're literally right. Like, I'm wasting my time doing, like, these stupid skits and funny videos. Like, I'm wasting my time. And so when I got back home, I started making purely music content. You know, how to mix your songs, how to master your songs, how to throw a show, how to find a manager, how to get streams, how to do this, how to do that. And I started, you know, doing ads for companies because I was making a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. So I did, like, ads for BandLab, and I did ads for DistroKid, and I did um, ads for, like, Promos.io, um and like yeah, other music io yeah. shout out promo. i still see that when i'm scrolling yeah yeah they promoted the fuck out of that one that video i did um yeah shout out you guys promos is fire yeah i just did like i was i was getting in the industry on like the helping like like kind of influencer route um and once i had a platform i just started promoting myself and like putting my own music out there and uh luckily i had like not even luckily just after i kind of accumulated all these like fans and like supporters and people that like the content they were just tuned into the music and so i dropped a couple songs in 2021 but 2022 was really like when shit started to take off and i dropped broken in february and that was the first one that was like Phew. i was in that mindset of man that's corny mm. you know like i definitely felt like man i don't need tiktok you know like, like that's lame that's for kids and like just getting a fucking grip and like getting my like ego together and realizing like I'm not above anything right now like I I need to be trying anything that I can to get on so I started making TikToks and now I'm fucking on I don't know <laughs> bro I wish there was TikTok when we were in high school dude like there the only people that were getting on were the people that were getting signed at a young age and the only way you would get signed at a young age is if you went viral miraculously there was no algorithm mm -hmm. there was no like uh playlisting really like i know there there was like big budget playlisting but those are all for signed artists like nobody was really getting on independent like that you know what i mean like so in my head i'm like i want to get on like that i want to chase those rappers i was a fan of i want to do it how they did it but we're in a different age and especially during the pandemic like everyone had all that time in the crib like i had to realize like what i really wanted to do do i want to be too cool for what everybody else is doing or do I want a music career? Mm. So. That's I facts. Cho I chose music career. Facts. Uh, so to, to close this off, kind of, uh, tell us about the like Rising Star Showcase and yeah. performing in Summer Smash and how yeah, all that yeah. happened. Um, well, uh, first I want to shout out uh, Social Works. You know, um, Carlos. Carlos, Dog, Essence, Dog. These people are so, they show so much love to me and other artists in the city. They're the only people, uh, they're among very few people that really try to to put people on and yeah, further the culture, push it forward and, and, and look for new talent. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of love and respect for them. Uh, so they put together this Rising Stars competition and Sean sent it to me actually. And, you know, my first thought was like man i don't i don't do competitions like like that's really dope that they're doing it but i don't know like 
I don't really want to compete. Like, I, I want to focus on just building the platform and doing the content and that. And he was like, bro, like, this never happens in Chicago. Do it. I was like, okay. So I did it. And it was like, you know, send in a video and do this and do that and fill out this form and re watch these videos. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm going to just try it. And I got to the next round. I'm like, oh, sick. Round two is perform in front of some artists and producers, no crowd. So I was like, that's crazy, like some X Factor shit. But no crowd though, just judges. Hop on stage, but perform in front of the judges. I think um, Joey Purp was a judge. That was really cool. Oh, that's crazy. Baja Banks, she was a judge when I when I did my thing because they had like different judges coming out. Um, so I performed two songs. I performed Broken and I'm Solo. Um, left. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Got accepted to round three. Ding, ding, ding. Now round, round three. Now round one, there was 550 artists. By round three, there was 10. So I'm like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. Like, 10 of us, what's going to happen? Round three was a show. Whoever rocks the show the best wins. So, and goes to Summer Smash. So I'm like, fuck, okay. A lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I remember, like, my stomach fucking turning when I was there. Like, just because I wanted to nail it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, in the bathroom. We were all there. Yeah, but I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm sure. Bro, like, I was like, I have to fucking nail this. Like, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, bro, you got to snap. Like, this is it. Like, you know, this, this is it. You can't lose. And uh, people are going, they're performing. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Some some really good performances for sure. Like everybody that was there, their music was amazing. So I was really, I felt very like appreciative that these were other like very talented artists. Mm -hmm. Some of them with all type of accolades already and shit. I do my set. I feel great about it. Like five songs. It was. It had a really nice, um, like the energy was moving very nice and organic, nicely and organic in my set. Like there was really lit songs and then there was like some call and response and then there was a slow song. I got everybody to, you know, turn their lights on and go like wave their arms. And, you know, there was, I think that's important for a set. You can't be jumping up and down the whole time. You need to show that you have versatility. You need to show that you can strike different chords with people. Um, you need to show that you're bigger than um, a vibe. Like you are an artist and you can control the vibe. You can tell people what to do. And that was like really important for me. I wanted to show that. Um, so I did my set. I got off. I felt great. Instantly, my stomach stopped turning <laughs> afterwards. I got something to eat, and I was just waiting for, for the results. And so I guess I didn't know, but they were going to choose three winners. So they chose the first one, um, chose the second one. And then I'm like, damn, I didn't get chosen yet. So fuck, like. What am I going to do? Like, what if I lose? Like, <laughs> and I told Sean to go on live. And so we're on TikTok live. And I'm like, wait in there. And they're like, and the third winner is Solo Solo. And I'm like, what the fuck? I jump up on stage. I'm tweaking like, let's go. I, Carlos hands me the check. I'm like waving it like, I, man, I've done the shows where like you do all right. You do, you know, 100 people, 200 people. And then you like take the bus home. Like I've yeah, done those yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. I've done the basement shows where you set you Take spend three home. hours setting up 
uh, one hour performing and then three hours shutting down. Like you're there for seven hours and the crowd has been gone. You know what I mean? Like you're working day in day. Like I've done those shows. I've done the, the, bro, I was supposed to have 20 minutes. Why well, only got five? I've done those shows. So to have a show to just go off like that where the crowd is great, the vibe was right, the music was amazing, I'm proud of it. They're like, and then you win something at the end and people are like saying congrats, I fuck with you. Like, it was just a crazy feeling. And it was like a turning point, I feel like, in my own kind of like self-worth as an artist. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're on the right track. So then we do Summer Smash a week later and that was crazy. The content was nuts from that. I'm Solo had just come out by that time and started going crazy on Instagram and TikTok. And it was just, it was just insane. Like, it had nothing to do with me winning. It's just like, it is pretty crazy. I think it, it really has to do with your own, like, like manifesting and your own, like, mentality. Like, I think the reason why a lot of people end up quitting is because they don't see the vision anymore like the vision gets starts to get yeah, cloudy yeah, and then yeah, it's yes. and then it disappears exactly. and that fucking breaks my heart because if you just stayed a little longer who knows you know what i mean like so that was like a real turning point where i felt like i was doing all of this work needlessly i mean if you if you put like if you account for every single dollar that you've spent to grow your business versus every dollar that you've made off of your business, like, this shit is like this right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, there's nothing, no one in their right mind would be in a relationship like this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm giving all this and getting all this back. Like, they're quitting. So I totally understand quitting, but you kind of have to be a little delusional. Yeah, Like, yeah. stay in it. Because one day, one day, you know what I mean? One day. And so... Yeah, like the Rising Star Showcase and like Summer Smash, that was really a moment for me where I like, okay, yeah, I am 100% sure now. 100%. Let's go. Let's fucking go. That was great advice. That yeah. that, that hit. Uh, so what is like, what's, what's next? Mm. What people might you want to connect with that's even outside music, like the business people, the tech people, the who, mm -hmm. like a farmer who's watching, who knows? I try to get all these. A farm would be dope. That's like big picture stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like a, I don't know, like a potato farm or something. And you just like have a deal with like Whole Foods and you make a lot of money. That'd be dope. But, um. And how can people contact you? Yeah, well, okay. I am really interested in finding different ways to tell stories. Music has obviously been like a huge part of how I communicate to an audience, but I want to look into, you know, like film and TV, you know, writing a story that I love and, and producing it and putting it out um, and telling a story that way. Um, you know, being being in front of the camera, but also like behind it and really being the one that's creating the the art um i'd love to you know uh like get into fashion a little bit more mm. um and express myself through clothes and and find a way to like make that authentic and and have it make sense with like the story then and the platform that i've been building and doing you know even not even streetwear but maybe even more formal wear would be really cool you know what i mean get some get some collared shirts and blazers and shit that'd be fire Suits, suits, like real. That'd be crazy. Solo like suits? a solo suit. That's insane. 
<laughs> super tough. You know what I mean? Just trying to trying to just do different things. Like I think it all comes down to just doing cool shit. You know what I mean? If you look at any other artist who's an entity, they always just do cool shit and they use their their primary kind of career to be the catalyst for that. You know, like um you know, Drake producing what's what's his show? Produces Euphoria. You know, using your platform to to put yourself in position to express yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I'm super super into that you know harry styles is in movies now and he's an amazing actor not a lot of people know that jared leto started off as um the lead singer for 30 seconds to mars so like yeah like there's a lot of artists and and actors and other creatives that you know look at kanye you know what i mean like there's using your platform to kind of just use that as a jumping off point yeah, instead of instead of the stone. thing instead of the only right, thing that right, you do right. you know michael jordan got the steakhouse you know what I mean? Like, there's always more. So I think that's um, what I'm into. That's what's up. Yeah. Even 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 this whole podcast is really just try- me trying to get to like events and like a exactly. co-working space and all type of... Exactly. Well, thank you so much, bro. Mm-hmm. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you for coming on the show. I love you, bro. It's been it's been a a, a crazy journey and we're, we're still making it happen. Yeah. I'm really proud of like all of ETP and, and all of our, you know, creative friends for, for everything that they've done. And we're just like growing together. I'm telling you, Chicago's gonna be on. Like give it like five. five. Give it like five like a fiver for sure. Well, thank you. Yes, sir.